Welcome to the Wicked Smart Parents Podcast, hosted by David Feeks, a podcast for parents who want to be smart, savvy, and prepared. All right, welcome to the Wicked Smart Parents Podcast. I'm your host, David Feeks, owner and founder of the Parents Estate Planning Law Firm. Today, I'm joined by my co-host, Paula Feeks, my partner in life and business, and our firm's director of marketing and client services. And today, I'm excited to welcome our guest, Beth McKeon because today we're going to be talking about positive psychology and positive psychology coaching, what it is, how it can make a profound impact on your life, and why you want to know all about it. So let me go ahead and introduce Beth. Beth is the owner and founder of Beth McKeon Coaching. Beth is a certified positive psychology life coach. Her passion is helping clients to learn and leverage their strengths, reminding them of what's working and going well in their lives and helping them to co-create goals, a path forward, and an accountability partner to support them in getting there. Beth uses evidence-based tools with her clients to support them in finding more meaning, purpose, hope, joy, gratitude, self-compassion, self-confidence, and positivity in their lives. Beth strives to bring her clients one step closer to the very best version of themselves Beth, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, David. Thank you, Paula. I am so happy and grateful to be here today. And my hope is that listeners walk away with a tool um, that they can build into their day to spark a little more positivity into their lives. Um, so that's one hope. Another hope I have is that they learn a little bit about life coaching and how it might help them um, or someone they love. Um, with working with them. Um, So thank you for having me. So just to kick off, uh, share with us a little bit about your background and what made you want to become a life coach. Sure. Okay. Thank you. Great question. So um, a little bit about me, some fun facts. Um, I've had quite the transitional year and it's been so great having my positive psychology tools to help me stay grounded during the changes this past um, couple of years. So I turned 50 in November, a huge milestone. And so far 50 is pretty fabulous. Um, I launched a coaching business back in December, Beth McKeon Coaching. Um, This is actually my third career. My first career was teaching elementary school um, prior to having our our two children. And my second career was being a stay-at-home mom for over 22 years with our two kids. And this life coaching is my, is my third career. It's where I am at the moment. Um, so my husband and I are also celebrating our 25th wedding anniversary this summer. Um, we are proud parents to two young adult children. And today is our golden retriever, Allie the dog's 14th birthday, which is very exciting. I'm gonna spoil her rotten. Um, We also recently in May sold our home where we raised our two children and moved from Acton, Massachusetts to Boston. So I'm becoming a city, I'm slowly but surely going to become a city person. Very excited for this next adventure. Um, I am someone who loves to walk in the woods or by the water. I love gentle yoga, riding my bike, traveling to new places, eating fresh food, uh, spending quality time with the people I love. And Uh, I love meeting new people and hearing their stories, which leads me to why I, you know, wanted to become a life coach. So in 2019, my husband and I became empty nesters. 
And I had been a stay-at-home mom for all those years and found myself a little lost and a little um, stuck and a little blue and a little anxious and uncertain of what my purpose was. And I thought maybe hiring a life coach might help. So I, I worked with a life coach and it turns out it was one of the best decisions I've ever made besides marrying my husband, of course. Um, and I, when I first began working with my life coach, she had me take something called the VIA Character Strength Survey. And this is where you, you go you answer a series of 200 questions. It takes about 15 minutes. It's free and it spits out this um, ranking of 24 character strengths and how they, in the order in which they best characterize you. And my reaction to the survey results was my top strengths were gratitude, love and kindness, humility, fairness, forgiveness. And all I could think and say to my coach was, what do you do with that? Like how how do I use that to help me find purpose in my life? And she introduced me to this tool called GLAD, which I would love to share later in the podcast. Um, and GLAD was a game changer for me. It's something that I started the January before COVID. And <clears throat> it's a, essentially gratitude practice. And it grounded me and, and just really helped me to cope during the pandemic. Um, and it and using this tool created such a positive sort of forward momentum for me that I um, lost my train of thought, but essentially, I just saw so much value in my coach and what she had shared with me. Uh, the other thing that my coach helped me to do was think about, you know, what my best possible future would look like, you know, and who who I might look like as my best in the future. And I realized that one of the things I love is talking to people and hearing their stories. And so we sort of explored the idea of me going back to become a therapist. And I looked into local colleges and their programs. And I didn't really want to go back and write papers and have to take, you know, tests and, and whatnot. And so she told me about the Whole Being Institute and their, um, the offerings that this organization had. So I signed up for a course called SIP, which is a certificate in whole being positive psychology. And this class happened literally during like right at the beginning of COVID. So I did this nine month course all online. My husband's remotely working. My daughter's remotely taking classes. My son's remotely taking classes. And I had something for me. I had this course and I met this group of amazing people, both the instructors and the other, my classmates. And we bonded both because of COVID and because we had this similar language that we wanted to improve our lives and figure out a way to make the world a better place. And part of that course was also um, creating a goal map. And so that's like creating an I want statement of something that I wanted to set as a goal for myself in the future. And through that process, I realized that I wanted to become a life coach probably partially because I loved my life coach and the changes she had made, but also because I knew I wanted to help people. And, and so the Whole Being Institute, it turns out, had a certificate, a positive psychology coaching certification program. So it was a really nice natural progression. I did look into other coaching programs, but the Whole Being Institute, their whole philosophy really aligned with me and my values. And it just felt like a natural progression. A bunch of people in my SIP class moved on to go into the coaching certification. And so fast forward, here I am 
you know, with a certification and having launched a business. And I'm, I'm loving working with my clients. I feel like I've found my home where I'm supposed to be, what I'm supposed to be doing and looking forward to continuing to work with people to help them figure out who they are at their best and how to live happier, healthier lives. That, that's a great story. And I think, um, you know, this whole conversation with you came about because of my um, experience with positive psychology. I think I told you that a few years back, my daughter was in college and suffering from sort of negative thoughts and, and just, just not depression, so to speak, but just really trying to figure out who she was and, and becoming more positive and having more gratitude in her life. And so we signed up for the positive psychology coach at Kripalu and it was a three day session. And I, I, I truly believe that it helped her get out of whatever she was experiencing at the time, but it really also helped me in trying to have gratitude in my life every day and, uh, and think of the positives. And, and I think that we all need a little help, you know, every day, but especially now, um, you know, coming out of the pandemic, but, you know, we're, we're still grappling with a lot of different things that the pandemic left us with. And I think, being able to have the tools to think positively and, and have gratitude for everything that you have is, is really important. So I, I'm thrilled that you're here and, and sharing all of this with our audience. Um, did you have anything to add to that? I just, you know, kind of set the stage for us. What is a life coach? And if I'm on the, if I'm listening to this, how can a life coach, why do I need, why do I want, why should I want one? Do I need one? And what can a life coach do for me? Sure. So great question. And thank you, Paula, for connecting around that with you and your daughter and Kripalu. And I think we had talked before about Maria Sarah and her, the course that you, that workshop that you did with her. And she's, if anyone ever has a chance to take a class with her, she's fantastic. So, um, and so, David, great question. What is a life coach? Um, so a life coach is essentially a facilitator. They, they empower clients by asking questions, a series of questions, and sharing tools, evidence-based tools, um, to help clients clarify and pursue their goals. Um, they, help, they also help by co-creating with the client um, a path forward and their accountability partners to support them along the way of getting there. Um, you know, they help clients to get unstuck or to navigate a transition um, or to create more balance in their lives. So I, I feel like everyone can benefit from, from a life coach. Um, I think whatever is happening, even if you feel like, you know, life is good, but I could use a little more balance. Um, or I, I'm really thinking about going back to school or, um, you know, I, I've just gone through a divorce and I'm not sure how to sort of navigate the other side of this, or I think I want to start dating again. And I mean, it runs the gamut, you know, and, and so I feel, and how can it help? I mean, the, the biggest thing that I think it helps with is getting to know yourself and what motivates and matters to you and what your values are and how you can make small 
changes to sort of live more in line with your values. Yeah, I, I think that's great. And and we both took the test um, that you sent to us in, in advance of this and determined what our character strengths are. And actually mine are very similar to the ones you listed off at the beginning here. Um, but it's really nice to hear that you can learn and you can put these into practice. So what are some of the tools that you help people with, you know, for, for learning and putting these, these strengths into practice? Yeah, I mean, the first thing I do with the client is have them take the VA character strength uh, survey. And then what we do is we, we spend like the first session, they take it before the first session and we spend that time sort of digesting that. So I would guess I would ask, you know, if I were working with you guys, it would be like, did anything surprise you about your results? Did anything excite you? Um, those, those top five strengths of yours are, they're called your signature strengths. And one of the things I have my clients do is they, I have them write their name with their dominant hand and with their non-dominant hand. And then I explain to them that like, those top five strengths are your dominant hand. You, you live into them daily. You use them daily without blinking an eye. The ones below that, it doesn't mean you don't, you don't um, have those strengths in your life. It just means you have to do a little bit more thinking and focusing and work to develop them. So, so that's something that we work on. And, and there's, they, we talk about the three E's to these character strengths. They are, those top five signature strengths are essential. They're easy and they're energizing. And if you use those daily, you're bound to have a better day. So that's, that's a tool, you know, the character strengths and sort of diving into that, the, the handwriting exercise um, is something we use. We also, I also have them do a little bit of journaling if they're into that, or we just talk about um, those coming up with strength stories. Like when in the past have you used one of those strengths where it has served you, where you've had success, where you've been happy, where you've been proud. And that just creates this ripple effect of like confidence and positivity. And the idea is you borrow for, you mine the past for the gold to support you with whatever you might be struggling in this moment, you know, wherever you're stuck. It's like, well, what did you do before? And how could you do that again? Uh, so that's another tool um, that I use. And then, and then something that my coach used with me that was super helpful was to do this. Caroline Miller created this um, tool where you journal for um, four days in a row for 20 minutes with pen to paper. Don't take it off the paper. You probably heard of this. And you essentially think about three years from now, five years from now, a year from now, whatever the time frame. If everything, if your life went the way you wanted it to, and all your dreams came true, all your career paths, your thoughts around that, um, your relationships, your exercise, your spiritual life, um, your intellectual life, everything came true and you were living your best life, what would that look like? And you journal for a bunch of days and then I think like four days, 20 minutes, and then you read back over it on that fifth day and you look for sort of commonalities and themes and what and sort of what's currently true based on those wishes and, and what, what are you seeing that is, is happening in each of those journal exercises and how can you move 1% more in the direction of those goals? And so that was something I did with my coach. And what's amazing is I look back at that journal exercise and so much of what 
I envisioned and wanted is starting to come true. So it's, I'm living like it's evidence that this stuff works. I'm yeah. not making it up. <laughs> yeah, no, that's so interesting. It's almost like writing down your vision board. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. Um, I want to explore this concept of positive psychology and positive psychology coaching. Talk about what is positive psychology and, and positive psychology coaching? So, you know, I was reflecting on this and how I was going to answer this. And I'm, I'm going to borrow from some of the gurus because they, they do a really good job of explaining this. So Maria Sora is one of the She's like a positive psychology guru and she teaches at Kripalu. She teaches at the Whole Being Institute and does talks everywhere. And her, her definition of positive psychology is it's the science of human beings at their best. And it's the science of wellness and thriving and performance and engagement and loving life as life is. Um, and it focuses on, so, so positive psychology, it's, it's an area within psychology and it's grounded in research and neuroscience. And um, it, uh, it, yeah, so it's, it's focuses on people becoming the best version of themselves. And it's about learning and leveraging your strengths, working with what's working and going well in, in your lives and creating balance and overall well-being. And, I, and another term would be what is, what is strong versus what's wrong? And uh, so positive psychology coaching is an area within coaching. Um, it's a style of coaching intended to empower clients, um, again, to learn and leverage their strengths in order to live more balanced lives, aligned with their values. And um, positive psychology coaches draw out the best in their clients by helping them hunt for the good and for what is working and how to get more of that. And they introduce these tools that I've mentioned to build more positivity into their days um, and to notice what's good inside and outside of themselves. I remember um, at this class that I did take with Maria Sarab, in addition to the tools you had mentioned, the journaling and all of that, she spoke of the power of the word and. Can you speak to that a little bit more? Absolutely. It's so my two terms I've taken away from positive psychology that two expressions that I love are permission to be human, permission to be magnificent, and per permission to be messy. And also, I guess that's more than two. And the word and so, so the idea is that positive psychology is not all about happiness and perfection. It's not toxic positivity. It's Listen, if you are alive and breathing, you experience suffering and hardship and conflict and pain. And there's no denying that. You know, we, we, it's been a really tough couple of years. And we are here and we have a vaccine. And some of us have had COVID and survived it. And it's a sunny, beautiful day outside. And my dog is turning 14 and my husband and I have been married 25 years and I have two great kids and I'm so happy to be alive. And so it's, it's sort of like, it's expand is used to express like it is hard and we can still, we can hold space for it being hard and there's still being goodness in the world. 
Yes. Yeah. So I love that. Sense. Yeah. yeah, it totally makes sense. I think of that all the time. It's, it's, it's powerful to think that way. Um, that's great. And I got to imagine given everything, you know, at the time we're recording this, we're in, you know, halfway through 2022, two years of COVID, there are just things going on in the world that if you were to read the news, which I try more and more not to do, um, but sometimes it's hard to escape. Uh, we've got school shootings. We're now in the midst of the January 6 hearings. This idea that not to deny that there are, are unfortunate bad things, I should not fail to mention, a war in Ukraine, that there are bad things that are going on in the world, unfortunate things, negative things that are going on in the world, and it would be useful, it sounds like, to acknowledge those things and also to acknowledge that those things are not necessarily going to bring us all down. They are what they are, and we can still appreciate what the good things that are going on in the world and the good people that are around us. Absolutely, and I would add to that that there is all this heartache and sadness and, and these tough things happening. And how can we individually show up as our best, our best self and create some ripple effect of love and kindness and positivity? Like we, we can make small changes to make our lives and the people around us, their lives better. And then the hope is it just spreads and spreads and spreads and you know, we, we make the world a little bit better than it was a minute before now. And, and I have to imagine, let me ask you, how, how can this impact children? How does it or should it impact children? I would imagine as a parent, some of these concepts that you're working on for yourself are at some level transmissible to children? How can parents go about kind of sharing these ideas with their kids so their children understand that even though there are bad things going on in the world, that the world is still a very joyous and hopeful place? So that's, that's a great question. And I would say, you know, something that I often share with my clients and something that I practice regularly is that is what kind of a role model am I for my children? What am I doing to take care of me and live into my strengths and be the best version of myself? And, you know, maybe talking to kids and noticing their strengths, like, like acknowledging like, oh, look at you, you were such a team player with your, your siblings today or out on the playground. That was, you know, I love how you shared that, you know, ball or whatever, or, um, or even introducing a tool like gratitude, like sitting around the table at night and like sharing what you're grateful for, what went well during the day for each person or what to let like this, this glad tool. I mean, I don't want to jump ahead, but I do feel like, I feel like this tool has so much potential with adults, children, with, with everyone. And, and even the, even the, um, even the word and sitting around with the kids and saying like, I mean, I don't know how deep to go with, with things like school shootings, but it's like, oh, we did a drill of hiding under the table at school today. And, 
and that was scary. And it's good we're practicing so that if anything ever happened, we were prepared, you know, or, or, um, you know, I, I didn't do well on my test today. Um, and I know I did the best I could to study and I'm going to go stay for extra help next time or, or maybe work with someone who can tutor me a little bit so I can be even more prepared for next time. So I think these tools don't just apply to parents. I think they can apply to kids as well. Can you talk more now about the GLAD tool? Sure. So I, can you tell I'm excited? Yes. <laughs> I'm excited too. Yeah. Well, because it's, again, here it is. Gratitude, top strength. It's energizing. It's exciting. It's essential to me. And so GLAD, I discovered, I discovered GLAD from my coach, Cindy. And this is a tool that was developed by Donald Altman, who is a psychologist and a former monk, and I think an author as well. And um, he sort of combined his, his knowledge about the research of gratitude and the benefits of gratitude with his desire to help his clients build in more positivity in their day. And so he created this snapshot tool where you, um, it's, the, the, it's an acronym GLAD, and at the end of each day, you write down something that you are grateful for, something that you learned, something that you accomplished, and something that delighted you. And so this is something that I started at the beginning of COVID. I continued it, continued it all through COVID. It was my final project for my class. Um, and it's something that I have shared with family and friends. My kids are, they, they giggle. They're like, are, are we doing glad? Is this glad happening at dinner tonight? You know, and, um, and it's something that you can actually use. Like if you're writing a birthday card, if you're making a toast at a wedding or graduation party or someone's birthday at a funeral, you, you share something about that person that you are grateful for, something you learned from them, something that you accomplished become a, because of them or you noticed they accomplished or something that, about them that delights you. So it can be used in a multitude of ways and the benefits of gratitude, I mean, there's so much research out there. But um, the, it's been proven that practicing gratitude rewires your brain and it, it improves your well-being. It helps you sleep better. It decreases anxiety and depression. It releases um, serotonin and dopamine. It's, it's an antidote to negative emotions. Um, it increases your immune function. It lowers blood pressure. I mean... Why not practice gratitude, I say? So many benefits. Um, so Beth, what it sounds like anyone should come to you. Kids, adults, what is a typical client look like for you? What who do you serve the most? So at this point, I guess I don't have a typical client. I mean, the clients I currently have are anywhere from 24 to 60, men and women, and but I welcome all clients, you know, male, female, young, old, in the middle. And, um, and I think if you're alive and breathing, you know, working with a life coach can help. Um, so to, I, I don't have a typical client. I would say it's a range. And the things that they come with are, are anything from wanting to find a new job to navigating life after a divorce to just feeling a lack of confidence and motivation and, and needing a little reset. 
and an ability to create more balance in their lives. So it runs the gamut, you know, of what people are coming with. And okay. I welcome it all. <laughs> Good. And a client meeting? What's your structure? How does that, how does that look? So it typically, you know, I start with a 30 minute free consultation where a client just shares sort of where they are and why they might want to be seeking out a life coach in this moment. And then I give an overview of what um, some of the tools that we might use, how I think I might be able to help them and how we could work together. Um, and then if they, and I, and I always encourage them to take some time to think about it. You don't have to make a decision today if you want to work with me. And the clients that want to continue on, I have them do the VIA character strength survey before our next session. Um, and, and typically that's the way it work as I, works as I introduce a tool and then we sort of use it in our next session. Um, but my, the sessions always start with connection around savoring, you know, like how, what went well for you this week? What's something that you're proud of? What's something that you're grateful for? So we always start on sort of a positive note. And, um, and then we move into, if they have set a goal, like what is one thing that you, you know, did to move in the direction of that goal this week? And, and if they haven't moved in a direction, it's like, what do you think stood in your way? And how do you think, you know, what could you change between now and the next time we meet to, um, to move more and toward that goal? Um, so I typically meet with clients uh, for an hour every other week on Zoom. And, um, and the duration, you know, it ranges. Some people have come and they've been like, wow, this is really in, in like our first session, this is really powerful. I'm going to go give it a go and I might be back. Where, and then others, we meet for four sessions and same thing. I'm going to go try this on my own. And then they, sometimes they come back. And, and then I'm, I'm currently working with a client. I'm probably on my eighth or ninth um, session with them. And, and who knows how long we'll work together. We just, it just seems to be working and flowing and, and we set, some people will, will set a goal, they'll go work on it and then they'll come back with a different goal. Great. So if Beth, if someone were interested in working with you, how would they connect with you? How, how do they find you? So the best ways, the couple ways to find me are to, I am, I have a website, Beth, www.bethmckeancoaching.com. Uh, it's a work in progress. I'm working with a web developer now, so it's, it's going to be tweaked, but it has everything you need up there at the moment. Um, and then uh, you can email me, which my email address is beth at bethmckeancoaching.com or on LinkedIn. And I, I can share, Paula, with you and David, in, uh, I can share the link to my LinkedIn and maybe we put it in the notes if people want to connect with me through LinkedIn, my website, or my email. We will definitely yes. get that into the show notes. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you, Beth, very much for joining us today. Uh, you showed a lot of really great stuff. Uh, I took the, uh, the VIA character survey this morning. I am hope, humor, love of learning, spirituality, and prudence. Those oh, are, wonderful. Well, those, are to... my, those are my top five. So. And wait, let me tell you my, I'm kind, <laughs> kindness, love, honesty, social intelligence, and fairness. Wow. Sounds, sounds about right. It was fun. It was really fun. And um, you were great. I really enjoyed everything we talked about and you've given us a lot to think about. Um, so thank you. Yep. Thank, thank you. you very much for joining us today. We really appreciate it.
It's been an honor and a privilege. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Thank you for the opportunity and um, for the great questions and sharing your strengths. Thanks, Beth. Enjoy the rest of your day. You too. For more ideas, information, and resources about smart parenting, visit wickedsmartparents.com.